All right, that was quick. Who's going to win? Baylor. Baylor? We got one, one, one fan. Broncos, there we go. I like that one. All right, that tells me what kind of crowd we have. Uh, well, good morning. Thanks for being here. My name is Derek. If I haven't met you guys, I'm on staff down here. Get to teach about once a month or so. Um, and if you don't recognize me, it's because I'm not wearing a hat. I wear a hat every single day. So I'm just going to let you guys know it is me. This is my head. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to be here. Um, in the, the last few messages I've had have been pretty intense. I've shared about persecution, adultery, some really heavy subjects. But today I get, finally get a good, exciting, fun message. So uh, I'm sharing about God's goodness today. So hopefully uh, we can have some fun. Um, but yeah, thanks, thanks for being here, guys. One quick announcement before we jump in. You guys see these cards floating around. You're probably sitting on them if you don't see them. But um, Easter next week, right? We've been talking about this. We have an amazing opportunity. Easter service is at the Civic Center, and it's a joint service with the uh, main campus and 1,600-seat auditorium, I believe. So we have an opportunity to invite people, share. Uh, you're going to hear about, more about that in the message. But there's also, if you flip it over, there's a Good Friday service at the main campus as well. So make sure you guys know about that and be ready to invite somebody to that as well. Um, so just to, just to start, um, I already found out you guys don't like sports. I was going to ask another sports question. I'll do it anyways just to see. But I'm going to ask a few questions, and I want you guys to just fire off some answers. All right? So back to sports. Who's the greatest quarterback of all time? Tom Brady? Red Favre? Roger Stallman. Okay, good. You guys are actually answering. Joe Montana. Okay, next question. Next question. If you don't like sports, maybe this one's for you. Ford or Chevy? And this is South Dakota, so this is like a debate. I'm trying to figure out what it is. It's truck country for sure. All right, so we got some, we got some car people. We got some truck people, sports people. Here's another one that uh, hopefully we can all relate to. If you don't like trucks, you don't like sports, um, how about this one? Uh, thin crust or deep dish pizza? This is serious. This gets heated. I have friends from Chicago, and they'll fight over this. No pineapples, that's good. All right, well, look, yeah, you guys are loosening up. I like this. All right, here's the point with all these questions. Um, when you're passionate about something, when you're excited, you're willing to speak up. You're willing to share, right? You guys just shared about the pizza you like, the cars, the trucks, all that. So the point is, when we get passionate about something, that's when we're willing to speak up and be bold about it. And like I said, we're talking about God's goodness today, who he is, and um, we have the opportunity to speak up and be bold and share about Jesus. But something happens when it comes to our faith. A lot of times, we'll speak up about you know, cars or politics or sports or the weather, all this different stuff, but when it comes to our faith... Nothing. Crickets. We get silent. And I believe one of the main reasons is, is because of fear. We have fear of, uh, of sharing what God has done in our life. You know, many of us, we know God, we've experienced him, he's changed our life, we follow him, 
But yet, when it comes to sharing and telling other people about that, we get fearful. And we get this mentality like, oh, you know, it's a personal thing, me and God. It's, I'm going to keep it to myself. You guys agree with that? We do that sometimes? But the Bible is very clear that our faith is meant to be put on display for the world to see. We are called to be lights in a dark world. And if we keep that to ourselves, how is the rest of the world out there going to know about Jesus and the goodness and, and how he's changed our lives? Um, so that's kind of where we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about going out and sharing this goodness with the world. Um, you know, we've been going through this uh, series on the Ten Commandments, the Exodus story. We've been in it for several months now. And um, as I've been reading and kind of following up, uh, God over and over tells us to obey his commands. Obey his commands. Follow him. You know, we've approached these Ten Commandments um, treating them like guidelines for our life. And I talked about that last time a little bit. Like, these are the guidelines to help us to have a good life, and they're for our benefit. Um, Evan mentioned last week that as the, as the Israelites were, were going into this new land, that the region they were going into, like geographically going into, yeah, it was a promised land, but it was a very intimidating place. And it was, it was a hard place to go for, for many reasons, right? All kinds of people around them, and they were very different. But God uh, called his people to be different. Um, God called his people to be transformed, to be sanctified, and to be set apart. You know, to not, to not be like everybody else. He says over and over, you know, keep my commands, follow me. Don't bow down to foreign gods. Don't uh, marry uh, women that are serving foreign gods and that will lead you astray. Like, it's a lot of... Uh, strong reminders to stay close to him. And, um, yeah, J- Jesus gives us these same commands. I mean, we're supposed to go out into the world and be different. And if we don't ever share that, we just kind of blend in re- with the rest of the world. And I've shared parts of my story before, but to be real quick with it, I used to party, I used to, I used to drink and steal and do Terrible stuff. Destroy people's property. I don't do that anymore. I don't have a desire to do that. And the answer to why is Jesus. Jesus changed me, changed my heart. I don't want to go live that lifestyle that I once lived. You know? And so now God gives me countless opportunities to go tell other people that there's a better way to live. There's a better way to, to live, yeah, to follow Jesus. And he'll absolutely change your life. And so I want to jump into Deuteronomy Chapter 6, verse 4 through 9. And I'm going to need somebody to read this passage. Stand up nice, nice and tall and, and read it loud. All right, Blake's got it. Thank you. Talk about God everywhere you go. Think about it. Put it on your mind. Put it on your heart. You know, put things in your life that are going to remind you of God. Um, we need to make God an everyday part of our, our life. You know, his story should be integrated into everything we do. 
And, you know, these are reminders that we need to put things in place that are going to force us to think about God and what he's done for us. I don't know about you guys, but I'm quick to stray and get off God's path very easily. So I need, I need reminders to stay close to God, just like his people did uh, in, this, in this passage. So for me, I have a, I have a cross hanging in my uh, rearview mirror. It's hard to get angry and yell at somebody or give them a friendly wave when you have a cross like in your face. I don't know if anybody else has done that or has anything like that, but for me, it's a good reminder when I'm driving. Okay? My wife, she has scripture hanging around our home. I hope when people come to our home, they see it, they read it. I hope my kids read it once in a while. You know, these are reminders to stay close to God, his word on our hearts, you know, on our minds all the time. I had to go as far as getting an, an image of Jesus tattooed on my body. It's right in my arm, close to my heart. And for me, it's a reminder that God is always with me, everywhere I go. And so for you guys, I don't know what it looks like for you, but I I hope that you put things in your life that remind you of Jesus and what God has done in your life. I've known people that have carried around a Gideon Bible in their back pocket everywhere they go. Everywhere they go. Do you know anybody like that? It's crazy. Everywhere they go, God's word is on them, and they're ready to pull it out, read it, talk about it. It's amazing, you know? And that, that's, that's kind of the point I want to I make is that we need to be reminded of God's goodness and then we need to go and remind others of God's goodness. So I've got another passage here. 2 Corinthians 5.17 through 20. Pretty um, well-known passage. Who can stand up and read this one for me? Thank you. Be reconciled to God. Being reconciled means to be restored, a relationship that was broken that's now restored. And so we're told to be reconciled to God and then to go out into the world and be ambassadors and help, help the world be reconciled to God. You guys catch that? So this is our job. This is our, this is our duty to go out and help people back into relationship with Jesus. You know, we were once lost God brought us back into his family. If you're a Christian here today, you know what I'm talking about. You know, God brought us back and restored us into this amazing relationship. And now we're called to go be an ambassador to the rest of the world and to help other people that are lost and hurting and broken be restored in this relationship with God. You know, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. It's, it's a huge responsibility that we shouldn't take lightly. Um, and as I was thinking this week, you know, God has strategically placed each and every one of us in the right situation to tell about his goodness. Every single person in this room has a area of influence. And God has put you in that area of influence for a reason. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your neighborhood. Maybe it's your ministry. But God has placed you there for a reason. 
to tell others about his goodness. And so we can't forget that we're called to share the good news of Jesus. Um, if it's changed you, if this, if, this, if this God that we serve has changed our lives radically, then we, we must, we have to, we should get excited about it as well. Go out and share with other people. You know, I talked about pizza earlier. I like pizza. I like eating in general. I think I talk about eating when I'm up here most of the time. <laughs> I like burritos, but I like pizza, okay? The best pizza in town that I found so far is the Ale House, Bob's Popper. Anybody have that? See? See? I tell people about that pizza because it's so good. It's, it's transformed. No, it hasn't transformed my life. But the pizza's amazing, right? So I, I tell people, want to go out to eat? I know where to go. I have the best pizza so far. So if you can top that, come let me know, and we can go experience some better pizza. But for now, that's my favorite, you know? And the point is, like, I tell people, I get excited to share about that. I get excited about sports. I get excited, I skateboard. I'm a grown man, I'm almost 40 years old, I still skateboard. And I tell people about this because I love it and I'm excited about it. And the same should be true of our faith. We should be excited to share about Jesus if he's changed us. And I know he has. I know some of these stories in this room, it's amazing. And God has changed so many lives. So let's be more bold and vocal and go out into the world and share about this Jesus who can transform um, and even Jesus' last words, he tells us to go make disciples, right? Go out into the world and share and preach the gospel. Um, there's a couple verses. This first one is from Peter. I really love these verses. Let's share this one from Peter. Who can read this one? Short. Come on. Awesome verse. Be prepared. Be ready to give an answer. The world is watching your life, and they're ready to ask questions about why you do the things you do, why you act the way you act. Let's go to that next one. Who's got this one? Another short one. You can do it. Come on. Nice. Thank you. Preach the word. Be prepared. Where's the athletes in this room? I know there's probably some athletes in here. In season, out of season. Does that leave anything out? No, not really. You know, we got the NCAA tournament. I just talked about their in season. These dudes, these young college guys are playing their hearts out. Every, every game they're playing right now is, could be their last game. They could go home. So they're giving it all they have. But to get to that point... They didn't just sit around and play Xbox and eat pizza and drink beer like a lot of other college students, right? They were preparing and prepping and get ready uh, to go play this game and be top-level athletes, you know? So in season, out of season, we need to be prepared and be ready, you know? You don't just, like, come to church and then take off the rest of the week. Like, you need to be prepared when you walk out those doors. Somebody's going to ask you about your life. And, and these verses tell us we should have an answer, you know, we should be able to point people to Jesus. Um, so there's opportunities out there, and I don't want us to miss them. I don't want to miss them personally. I have before, but I don't want to miss these opportunities when God sets up something for me like this. Um, 
You don't have to be an evangelist to share God's goodness. You don't have to have a, a master's in theology and know, know the Bible front to back. You don't. You just have to be bold and willing to, to, to step up and mention Jesus and talk about it. Um, and what I like about both those verses is that they end with, they end with this. Uh, it says, but do this with gentleness and respect. And then the next verse says, with great patience and careful instruction. So boldness is a good thing, but we need to do this with care and with love and patience and, and respect and gentleness. You know, in my experience, that's what people respond to. Um, people respond to, to authenticity. So when you're out sharing about God, if you do it with a genuine heart, out of love, man, people respond to that. If you do it uh, out of obligation and to just, you know, go out and just convert people, you know, that might work. God could still work in that. But in my experience, if it's not done with the right heart and with this patience and, uh, you know, gentleness, it's not as uh, receptive, especially in this world that we're living in right now. People are longing for relationships and authenticity and people to be real and share. So be bold, you know. Um, Be bold with your words, but also be careful. Um, There's a a comedian I really like, and his name is Michael Jr. You guys know Michael Jr.? Really funny guy. All right, he has a skit. And he's a Christian dude. He makes fun of like some stuff in Christianity, but he talks about Christians can be creepy. <laughs> he has a, a bit called Creepy Christians and Being Oversaved. It's super funny. It's kind of true, though. And that's why it's funny. Because we can be a little weird and creepy about it sometimes. Like, we have this heart we want to share, and we go talk to people, and we do it in a weird sort of way. You know? Like, again, authenticity. If you share Jesus like you... You know, with other people, like, you really know him and have a relationship? It's not weird. It's not creepy. You know? It's natural, and it flows from you. If you do it out of obligation and fear or being timid, you know, it comes across as, as weird and creepy. But it's a good heart. But don't get me wrong. Like, I just, I want to challenge us to be authentic. Like, God will set up opportunities, and he will give you relationships and people. And if you just let God's word flow from you, and, the, and going back to where we started, uh, you, have to, you have to be near to God to share his word, to share about it. If you don't spend time with him, if you don't meditate on his word, if you're not prepared, when somebody asks you or you get into a conversation, it's really easy to just, you know, forget that you can even bring up Jesus. You know, so we need to be near God and, uh, yeah, he's always with us. With us. I was reminded when... Uh, kind of reading the story as as Moses was uh, kind of passing the torch on to Joshua. Um, I kind of skipped ahead, but go to that verse in Joshua for me. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's a promise that God goes with us. And if you go to Deuteronomy, I don't have this one, but Deuteronomy 31 verse 8 uh, Moses tells Joshua that God is going before him into the land. He's going before him, and he's also going with him. And for me, that's super encouraging. God goes before us, and he's with us at the same time. He's always near and with us. And so when we go out into the world, 
and we're getting, we want to share, we want to talk to people, guess what? God's already prepared the way for you, and he's with you in that moment. And you have the opportunity to be bold and to speak up about Jesus, or what's the opposite of bold? Coward. I didn't want to say it, you guys said it, so. (laughs) Timid, you know, fearful. Like, those are our choices. We could be fearful, we can be timid, or a coward, or we can be bold and courageous. You know, strong and courageous, over and over. If you go read Joshua, Deuteronomy, you're going to hear this. Be bold and courageous, or strong and courageous. Um, there's another verse in Proverbs that I really love that, that really helped me. Um, it says, The wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. A lion. No, a lion doesn't back down from anything. A lion is bold and courageous and stands strong. You know, and so... When I was younger in my faith, uh, I, I was super afraid to talk about Jesus. I was fearful. I was a coward, like we just talked about. This verse helped me. Um, it helped me realize that on, with God, with his strength, I can stand up. You know, I can stand up and be vocal about who I am and how God has changed me. Um, Sorry, I'm all over the place with my message, but um, I want to share a story about an opportunity that God gave me. And I believe he's given, uh, gives us all opportunities. And sometimes we see him, sometimes we miss him. But um, a couple weeks ago, so I run a nonprofit skateboard ministry in an indoor skate park. And we have a location in Colorado and then uh, now here in Rapid. I went back a couple weeks ago to Colorado for our uh, six-year anniversary at this building. And we do skate church once a week. We've been doing skate church for like almost 15 years. And it's exactly what it sounds like if you're confused. It's a church for skateboarders. Uh, They come as they are, skate in a skate park, and then we sit down and have a Bible study to talk about Jesus. So I was going back for our six-year anniversary. I only had three days, so like every... I haven't been back to Colorado where I'm from in, in like eight months, so I had meetings and... My schedule was jam-packed. Coffee, lunch, dinner, catching up with friends and partners and things like that. Um, Well, I found myself with one hour break. And I'm waiting for a lunch meeting with a a buddy of mine. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm already on this side of town. I got an hour to kill. What am I going to do? I might as well go to the skate park. It was like beautiful, 70 degrees. So I went to the skate park. Excuse me. I went to the skate park and just having fun, skating around. There's a, say kid, but he's like 22. I'll probably keep saying kid, but he's a 22-year-old guy. So, you know, grown man. He's, he's riding his bike, BMX, cruising around, having fun. He comes up to talk to me. And uh, pretty friendly, just starts chatting, start talking about life. And he starts talking about all this really dark stuff that's going on in the world, you know, COVID. And just really, I could tell he's not in a great place. He's kind of down and... Um, he tells me that he's, he's moving to Ohio in a week, and um, I was just trying to make conversation. Well, awesome, what's in Ohio? And he's like, well, uh, it'll be good because I'll be able to get better access to drugs and alcohol. And I was like, okay, it's <laughs> an opportunity, you know? Um, so I keep talking to this kid, and I start sharing about Jesus. He actually asks me, well, how do you deal with everything that's going on in this world? 
All right. He asked me the question. He approached me. You know, God was clearly setting up this opportunity for me to share. And it was a challenge for me. Would I be a total coward? <laughs> um, or would I be bold and share with this kid who's clearly searching and hungry for something? So I started talking about Jesus. Start sharing the gospel. I don't, I don't know exactly what I was saying. I can't remember. But just talking about Jesus. He rolls up his pants, or his, yeah, pants and shows me a, a, like a tattoo of a cross. And then he tells me he's a Christian. And apparently, if you have the cross, you're good. But I don't know. <laughs> he decided to show it to me. And then I was like, all right, well, like, well, why, are you, why are you going to drugs and alcohol? Why are you going to this stuff if you, if you know Jesus? You say you know Jesus. And, you know, I got to encourage this kid. And as we kept talking, I was like, man, you need to find a church. Like, you need support. He didn't have community. He didn't have good people in his life. Um, and I started telling him about Skate Church because it was that night. This was Tuesday at like noon. And Skate Church was that night, our six-year anniversary. We were going to have a message and free food and skate and big kind of celebration. And I just told this kid, I'm like, I think you need to go to Skate Church. Like, I think you need to go to Skate Church tonight. And I was like, I'm leaving at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning to go back to South Dakota. You're moving in a week. We're here at the skate park talking about Jesus, and there's a reason for it. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm blown away that God is like setting this up and making it so clear for me. So this kid's name is William, by the way. Uh, so William ends up finding a way to skate church. It was across town. He shows up later that night, super excited. He has a blast. He's there for the message. He's there for free pizza and all the skating and all that stuff too. And on his way out, he comes up and he thanks me. And he tells me that, he's like, God told me to go to the skate park today. I was like, I was already excited. But then I was like, what? what? He's like, yeah, I don't know exactly, but God kind of told me I needed, to go, I needed to go to the skate park. And I was just like blown away. And he's like, I'm finding a church as soon as I get to Ohio. I don't even know this kid's last name. His name is William. He lives in Ohio now, apparently. You can pray for him. But... I was like so encouraged because of the opportunity that God set before me, you know, and I, I had the boldness to speak about Jesus in an unlikely spot. I don't know if you guys, there's not many skaters in here, so I don't know if you hang out at skate parks, but they're, they're rough, they're dark, they're territorial, like uh, they're, they're a hard place to share Jesus, you know, it's like if you were to walk into a bar, that would be a, probably a hard place to start talking about Jesus, it's a lot of drugs and alcohol and stuff. But I just felt like, all right, God set this up, and here's my opportunity. Be bold or miss this opportunity, and who knows? Well, that situation, I believe, was as much for me as it was for that kid. Because I'm, a month later, I'm still on a high that God used me in such a crazy way that he set up an opportunity, and he gave me an opportunity to share about who he is and how he's transformed my life. Um, and so that's the challenge for us. That's the challenge for us today. I, I mean, I'm having like so many more verses I want to share that are coming to mind, but there's a verse that says that God did not give us a spirit of, of timidity, but a, a spirit of, of, I should have wrote this one down. <laughs> Power of love and of self-discipline. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. See, God gives us, he gives us the boldness. He gives us the strength. 
you know? He wants people that are going to be willing to stand up for him. You know, we don't need to be timid and be fearful. We need to be bold. You know, there's a, there's a lost world out there. And if this past year has showed us anything, people are hungry and they're searching for truth. And God has strategically placed each and every person in this room in an area in this city to take God's love and his goodness. Actually, last Friday, I was sitting in this room for a men's Bible study. We meet uh, 6.30 Friday mornings if you want to jump in. But we were sitting around a table talking about actually some of this stuff. And I was blown away because there was a... There was a guy who was in construction. There was a guy who was retired. There was a guy who was in tourism. There's me who was, you know, hangs out with skateboarders. And I was just blown away. Like, we're here. We're talking about Jesus. We're getting encouraged. And then, boom, we go out into the community. Our lives don't overlap very often. There's a guy who deals with governmental stuff. Like, I'm not in that world. I don't know anything about it. You know, I'm not in construction. I'm where I'm supposed to be. You know, running a skate ministry, talking to, you know, punk skateboarders like myself. And God has you guys where he wants you. And he wants you to take his love and his goodness out into the world. Matthew 5.16 is one of my favorite verses. It's the verse 4, um, actually our skate ministry. It says, let your light shine before men that they would see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Let your light shine before men. Take it out into the darkness. Um... So to, to wrap this up, uh, we now have a huge opportunity before us. Ari talked about it earlier. We have these cards. Right? Easter is next week. This, I didn't grow up going to church until I was 16 years old. Once in a while, I would go to Easter service or I might show up to a Christmas service. There's people that are going to show up to the Civic Center next week. Maybe. They're going to get to the Civic Center if we invite them and reach out and extend an invitation. See, when we started talking as a staff about doing Easter service at the Civic Center, I was like, "Mm, it's a lot of resources. I don't know. People are going to show up, COVID. Like, you know, is it the year to make this big thing? And then actually on my Colorado trip, I was just telling you guys about I sat down with a pastor of a large church, missions pastor, awesome guy, friend of mine. This guy's been all over the world encouraging other pastors and and doing some really cool ministry. And I was expressing the same thing, like, you know, what are you guys going to do for Easter? Are you going to make a big deal and celebration and invite people? Is it going to be like, you know, an evangelistic type outreach? And he reminded me, like, yes, it is going to be. And he said, I got saved at Easter, an Easter service like years ago. And the guy never looked back. I don't know the whole story exactly, the circumstances, but I know he kind of was in a, a weird church, kind of a cult, and he ended up at an Easter service at this church. And he got saved, and his life's never been the same. So for us, we have these little cards that we can just throw away, or we can start praying today about who God uh, has placed in our lives and who can we invite, not just to come to Easter service, like that is an awesome opportunity, but who can we invite and engage in conversations about God? Because if the passages we already read, he's already gone before us. He's already set this up. I shared my story, my example. God's already working in people's lives. And now he's waiting for us to be bold and extend that invitation 
and enter into a conversation maybe about Jesus and invite people to know this God has, you know, radically changed our lives. So I, I want to challenge you guys to, to take this card, give it out, invite somebody. And I want to encourage you guys to be praying that God will give you these opportunities and that you wouldn't miss them. That God would clearly set you up with an opportunity to share about his goodness this week and that you would, you would not miss it. You would see it and you'd be bold and you'd, you'd be willing to enter into it. Because who knows, maybe, maybe you're just the last puzzle piece to fit together in this person's life and they're just kind of waiting for that last nudge to cross over into you know, following Jesus in faith. And God wants to use us. And that's the amazing thing. He wants to use us. You know, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm just rambling now. So I want to pray, and I want to encourage you guys, do this this week. Uh, Be bold, be courageous, you know, strong and courageous. Think of a lion this week. You know, think of Joshua and Moses as they were going into a crazy situation and that the promise was that God was with them and he already went before them. All right, so let me pray for us. And, um, yeah, take those cards, pass them out. And let's, uh, let's share God's goodness with this, this world we live in. Sound good? All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for life, Lord. Thank you for changing our, our hearts. Uh, I know so many of in this room, our lives have already been transformed by you, God. I know there's, there's people here that are struggling. There's people here that are fearful. And God, would you just strengthen us, God? Give us the, the words to say. Give us the boldness. Uh, help us to share what you've done, Lord. You died on a cross and, and paid the price for us, Lord. And so how could we not share that? And so I pray that we can do that this week with gentleness, with respect, um, you know, with, an, with a genuine heart. We'll share your love with the world around us. And I just thank you for this community and how you're working. And I just pray that... Uh, I just want to pray for, for next week, God. I pray for Easter that there'll be lives that are forever changed. They end up at the Civic Center, God. They hear God's, they hear your word, and they're, they're changed. And so would you be working in our lives, Lord, working in those around us, uh, giving us opportunities, and, and showing us uh, who we need to talk to. And so we thank you for loving us. Thank you for everything you do. Amen.